Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Jeff. There was no specific topic request, so I'm going to cover a man that I've wanted to discuss for quite some time now. And that man is Rob Ford, the mayor of Toronto, Canada, the city that I live in. Yesterday, Rob Ford was rushed to the hospital with unbearable abdominal pain. And while at the hospital, they found that he has a tumor in his chest, and with the election only about a month away, he might have to step down as the mayor of Toronto and call it quits. Rob Ford is basically a disposable man. He's been having chest pains for many months now, and I'm pretty sure that his wife knew all about this. I don't know if she asked him to get this checked out for the sake of herself, the city, as well as the two children that they have together. But he probably waited to get his health problem checked out this late, because he's probably a very typical type of man. Men are often stubborn because many of us want to do things for others, because of honor, satisfaction, and fulfillment. Rob Ford's extended family has a net worth value of about $200 million. And Rob Ford personally has $50 million net worth. And yet he drives a domestic SUV and lives in a suburban three-bedroom bungalow. He lives a very modest life and spends his days working as a civil servant. He doesn't buy lavish homes, clothing, cars, and other things that we consider part of the consumer economy. But I often wonder about his relationship with his wife. I respect the fact that he has literally gone his own way in terms of being a mayor. But I often wonder if his wife is just watching him self-destruct, knowing full well that he could die from a heart attack at any moment. We'll know in a few days if that tumor is actually a form of aggressive cancer. And if he does, then the prognosis does not look good with his age. Most people are surprised to learn that Rob Ford is only 45 years old. I also don't know much about his wife, as she's very private and she doesn't seem to look after her own two kids. From everything I've read, she gets her own parents to take care of the kids while she spends most of her time quietly at home. That's the story going around anyways. Maybe she's urging Rob Ford to eat more and get bigger and bigger, knowing he'll die from a heart attack all the sooner. I know for a fact that there are women out there that try to fatten up men. Even one of my ex-girlfriends tried to get me to put on 30 pounds. Maybe Rob Ford's wife was basically afraid if he looked too good, he would end the marriage and chase after other women. Maybe there's another reason. But they were high school sweethearts after all. And if she's hypergamous, she could just be waiting around for him to die from smoking too much crack or having a heart attack. Then she would be left with $50 million in her name, as well as the ability to live in any which way she chooses. She would no longer have to live in a three-bedroom bungalow. And if he were to die in the next few years, it would be interesting to see if she moved out of her small three-bedroom home and purchased a mansion and surrounded herself with expensive things. And how does the world view Rob Ford's wife if he ends up dying? The world will probably mourn a great, unintentionally funny, entertaining mare. Everyone will feel sorry for her, and then a few years later she'll probably end up doing the most ethical thing possible. And that's basically going out to find a new father for her children. And with $50 million in her name, do you think she's going to settle with a man with less assets than her late husband, Rob Ford? Hypergamy will probably dictate that she will search out a man that has at least 100 or 200 million dollars. And no one will see anything wrong with that. Hell, she could even find herself a billionaire if she plays her cards right. And if people criticize her and say, maybe you should have taken better care of Rob Ford, she will probably just say, I wanted him to get himself checked out, but he was stubborn and wouldn't listen to my advice. I find it kind of ironic that men don't want to show their weakness and vulnerability by going to the doctor or hospital for checkups. Doesn't everyone think that women know that men don't listen to them, and basically won't go to a doctor unless they're near their deathbeds in many cases? Don't you think this plays right into the hands of women completely and absolutely perfectly?
They often come away looking and smelling nice and clean, while the man gets put in a box and put into the ground. And in some cases, it's a woman that encourages a man to self-destruct. Maybe she intentionally prepares fattening foods and stresses him out, or basically leads him to self-destruct. Especially if he's wealthy and she knows that if he passes away, she would basically be taken care of for the rest of her life. She would retain the social status of keeping his last name. She would also appear to be an honorable and likable woman, even though she might have stressed her husband to death or fed him foods that ultimately raised his cholesterol and gave him a heart attack. How many women in the past lived for 20 or 30 years longer than their husbands by encouraging them to self-destruct? This is an issue our society is completely swept under the rug, and it absolutely disgusts me. Women completely manipulate men to self-destruct in many cases, and there's really no way for society or people to see what's actually happening. Men are often stubborn when it comes to admitting defeat as well as weakness because in our evolutionary past, if an alpha male was defeated by a competitor, he would often lose his women, and the competitor would possibly kill his children as well. So a man admitting defeat is often opening himself up to attack by other men. So you can understand why a man would be willing to wait as long as possible before admitting weakness. One woman I did tell about my plan to hire a surrogate tried to set me up with a secret date next week. She found a woman for me and decided that I should go out and meet her. And she told me that this woman was interested in having kids. That was one of the first things that she told me about her. In the past, I would have jumped all over such an opportunity, but now I know better. I'm also thinking that nothing pisses off a woman more than not being able to control a man. And I think somewhere deep down inside, rooted in most females' minds, is the desire to see men shackled to a woman, any woman. I told her that I wanted to be single and alone, and there she goes trying to set me up in secret. Female nature is designed to subjugate men to women, and then sell men on the idea that it was actually in the favor of the man. I also want to talk to everyone about a friend of mine called Michael. Michael recently had a heart attack, and Michael just turned 60 years old. And he's always been a very health-conscious kind of guy. He's eaten a proper diet, exercised, and gotten lots of fluids as well as rest. Yet a few months ago, he had a mild heart attack. He went to the heart specialist's office and asked the specialist, why weren't there any fat people in the office? Michael was under the impression that only fat people got heart attacks. And the doctor told him that fat people usually die from their first heart attack, while the skinny and relatively healthy people that do get heart attacks have the opportunity to change their ways and get a second chance at life. And the irony is that he's actually married to a Nawalt and has the best relationship I've ever seen. She still works and is basically the main breadwinner in the family. They also raised a successful son, and I'm extremely impressed by their parenting skills. But that's a story for another day. Anyways, I want to leave everyone today with a what-if question. What if you could see the future? What if you could see all the failed relationships that you were going to have in your life as a young adult? What if you could see yourself falling in love with the woman, having kids with her, and then her leaving you and taking those children away? Would you still pursue that future, knowing what you know now? Or would you think to yourself, what an awful p future, and I have to escape it? Imagine that all your potential futures ended the same way, no matter which woman you chose to have kids with and which relationships you chose. At that point, you would probably stop questioning the future and start seeing the patterns and choosing a different path for yourself. I've been observing the misery that many of my married friends know, and they basically lie to themselves about being happy because of their addiction to getting sex on a regular basis. I think I've learned a great deal from simply observing my married friends. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.